Hi everyone, today's episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy is sponsored by Anchor. If you're not familiar with Anchor, let's talk about it for a little bit because it's not something that's going to tie you down to the bottom of the ocean. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. And everybody knows a girl loves free. Free is better than skinny. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. They do all of the work for you. I mean, look at this. You can hear my crazy whiny voice on over 10 platforms already. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. And then you can have your voice out there like this little girl here. So check it out, y'all. And let's get back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I'm Andrew Shepard, and it is almost the weekend. Aren't you excited for it? Today has been a fantastic day, and I am so happy to have a chance to share another conversation with you all. Thank you for listening. Without you guys, this is not possible for me. So I appreciate all the support, all the kind words, and all the great things. I hope that I have a stalker out there now who's secretly washing me from the bushes. And not washing, I mean watching me from the bushes. Or maybe you're innovative and you were the weird McDonald's cup that was following me all day. If that's you, then hello. Thanks for, you know, stopping by. Um... Like always, guys, you can find me on all of the social medias except for Vero as AJ Vandertunt. That, oh, I'm sorry, actually, it's Andrew Vandertunt. I thought I was AJ until I actually looked at my Facebook, and it's not AJ. It's Andrew Vandertunt. The last name is V A N D E R T U N T. Um, And then on Vero, I'm Andrew Shepard. I'm going to have to consolidate these social medias just to one page. If somebody knows anything about making like a follow page or a fan page, and I can't even really say fan page because I don't have fans. I just like that you guys are here. You guys are more friends. Um, So I'm going to work on that because I can get that that's probably very confusing. The other part of it is if you do want to reach me by email, you can do that at lifestylegbb, that's lifestyle, G as in George, B as in boy, B as in boy, at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out, ask me questions, give me content to cover, whatever you want to say, go ahead and say it. I'm all about it. Um, And, you know, I'll keep you anonymous. I will keep you hidden. I just found out a new technique for hiding people, and that is with pixelation. So I will just pixelate your life away. I think it's pretty good. So today's episode, it is about being gay, black, and confident. Confidence can be key in our lives, and it can always be amazing. Confidence, confidence, confidence. So the quote of the day. 
A castle that vanishes at the gust of a wind is worthless. A skyscraper built within your mind will never fall. And that comes from Kiryuin Satsuki from Kill la Kill. It's an anime. It is very good. If you love to see beautiful women fighting to the death harder than men, check it out. But that quote is amazing. And that's not the only quote from the show that's amazing. And if you are not an anime watcher, I will always recommend and suggest animes for you to watch because there's a lot of great content there. It's the same as watching live television with people as far as the content, but more can be done because, I mean, you can't shoot beams out of your hand in real life. If I could, though. Or you can't write in a notebook and instantly that person dies. Unfortunately, we don't have those abilities in our life. But anime gives you the escape to see how that works. And then also you get some really good stories and some really inspirational things sometimes. So quote of the day again, a castle that vanishes at the gust of a wind is worthless. A skyscraper built within your mind will never fall. So I relate that to confidence because confidence It's something that you build. It is not just one thing, not just one area. It has so much to do with your life. It has tons to do with my life. And it's something that every person in this world can have, attain, foster, and make fabulous. So when I think of confidence, I think of your poise, your demeanor, your demeanor, I'm sorry, your charisma, your inner love for yourself, your understanding of the world. There's so many things it encompasses. And confidence is having the drive to live your life as the unapologetic you. Living how you want to live and loving yourself through it all. That is what I think of for confidence. It's just this beautiful state of being. And things will go wrong even when you're confident. Bad things will happen even when you're confident. But there's something about just having yourself in that moment and enjoying that feeling that is just so beautiful. I think about confidence as being that thing that helps us get out of bed every single day. Even if you're not happy about hopping out of the bed, waking up from the zombie sleep and going into work, The confidence that you have inside in yourself, knowing that you can make it through the day, is what's helping you get out of that damn bed every day. Oh, that was that was cute. That rhymed. I wasn't even trying to do that, y'all. So confidence for me, it's this feeling I get when I just want to hug myself. Just hug myself nice and tight. And I just know that no matter what happens during that moment, during that time, during the day, whatever, I know that I'm going to be okay. I know that I'm literally going to be okay. Thinking about waking up in the morning, getting out of the bed every day. I wake up and I will look in the mirror in my bathroom. I only have one mirror, but again, I look in the mirror in the bathroom. Not really a mirror's focused person. And sometimes I'll just say to myself, Andrew, it's going to be a fucking amazing day. 
is going to be so damn good that I won't know what to do with myself. And then I'll grab one of my love handles, look down and say, hey, Peter. Good morning, Peter. Let's go out and have some fun. I love you. And then we go from there. And if I'm in the mood, I'll grab the other one and say, you've gotten so big today, George. Let's go and show you off. It's all about that self-love. That's love for yourself, I feel, breeds confidence. And it's something that you just, there's a point in your life where you get to it. You know, loving every part of yourself and giving yourself a compliment every day, there's nothing wrong with that. I think in this world where there are so many things that affect all of us from outside, I mean, you can't really exist in this world today without some form of social media affecting your life. You can't really function in the world if you aren't aware of social media and other people's opinions on things. It's hard. It's not impossible, but it can be hard, especially if you want to be an active participant in the conversation of the world. It's hard. So in this age where we are on social media and all different platforms and things, You know, of course, there's the likes, there's the views, there's the streams, there's the listens. And at some point for myself, I had to separate myself from people liking something or giving me views or listens and things and understand that that is not validation for my life. And fortunate enough, I grew up in the age where there was not really internet. The internet was dial-up. I mean, if you're familiar with it and you're familiar with Juno, the AOL free disk trials of the internet and hearing that sound, I hope I didn't, we won't go back to that, but you hear that sound where it's trying to connect to the internet and it's slow crawl and anybody who can relate, if you were alive during the dial up days and you want to piss off one of your brothers or sisters while they're trying to get on the internet, you pick up one of the phones in the house and it interrupts the connection. Huh, it's beautiful. I loved it. It was great. I fucked with my brother all the time. Um, But in this age where I had the opportunity to grow up without the internet and then start interacting with the internet once I started to got, once I got into my, preteen and teen years and social media was still in its infancy to now it's a major thing for everybody, you know, I I had the chance to build that self-love early. And I know in this day and age, not a lot of people who are growing up get that or get that chance. It's not everybody. And thank goodness there are parents and people out there who can push that self-love for yourself and not base it on how many likes or listens you get. But because I had the chance to separate that from my life, I think it helped me adjust easier to this social media age. And I still have the confidence to go out and still produce something, whether people like it or not. And I think that works for me. I hope other people out there get the same feel. Um, And... When I think about that, that self-love 
those compliments to yourself. I think everybody should compliment something about themselves every single day. Doesn't matter what body part it is. Doesn't matter if it's not even a body part. Maybe you just want to compliment the sound that you made when you woke up. Or that burp was just for the gods. Or, you know, like today, I was walking past a mirror at work and I saw my elbow and I was like, damn, my elbow is snatched, like snatched for the gods. It's just so slim looking and it's the beautiful bendable part of my arm. I was all in it. I was feeling myself, literally rubbing the elbow. I think I got a little ashy from rubbing it, but it's okay. And it's just moments like that where you are presenting yourself to the world or even if you're not producing yourself in front of people, you're just having that self-love for yourself. I know I said self like 50 times, but that's a beautiful thing to have. It's something that's great and it is a confidence builder. So with confidence, a lot of times that I would hear about confidence and things was early in life, you know, there was never a rhyme or reason to the confidence at that point in my early years. I didn't understand it. I didn't really care about it. It was like, ah, whatever, who really cares? Now I understand it is important and it's beautiful. It was something that was ingrained in me through my family and through my parents. And now I understand why that and self-love for yourself is important. So with being confident, it's not something that comes just out of nowhere. You know, you do always have to give yourself a nice little checkup on your confidence and your inner feelings and your self-love. It's, it's required. It's something that you have to do because if you don't maintain it, you can lose it. So let's talk about the lack of confidence. So when I think of lack of confidence, it's not being able to function as freely in your mind or your physical space or your life because you're bound by what may happen or possibly what could happen. That's the same thing. Or maybe you're just not secure with yourself. I know growing up, I got the positive reinforcement from my family and everything. And then I would have to go to school. Going to school was definitely difficult for me. Listen to my voice. It is whiny and nasally. It has not changed much from the point that I was nine to now. It is slightly deeper. And I'm not even making that up. It's literally slightly deeper. But I have had the same voice pretty much my entire life. Immediate target in schools, especially from kids. I would always hear, oh, why do you talk like that? Oh, you talk so gay. Oh, you talk white. Oh, we can't hang out with you. You're too proper. And just all these things. So I was always a very quiet and reserved kid at school because I knew as soon as I opened my mouth, unless I was actually friends with somebody, I was going to have to hear some dumb shit come out of somebody else's mouth. So I always kept quiet. I didn't really exert myself. I really didn't apply myself to social activities or 
being around other people. Again, I still had the love for myself, but I didn't want to have to keep hearing the same things from other people. So I was very reclusive um, when it came to growing up and being in school. Then as I got into high school and I started to discover myself more and start to understand my life, I did start to gain more confidence. I was still pretty quiet and reserved, but I had quiet confidence. You know, there is the outward show of confidence, which we can see some people and what they say, what they do, how they act. And then there's that silent confidence as well, where even though everything is going on around you is super loud, it's still that still and peaceness of your own mind that you have that if somebody comes to say something to you or there's something that's going on or you're about to take on something new, even though you're quiet and you may not talk about it, you're walking into it ready, ready to go, ready for war. And I think that's what that silent confidence is. I find silent confidence to be incredibly hot. So, you know, fellas, silent confidence, all about it, all about it. Now, when it comes to having a lack of confidence, a lack of confidence will foster fear. And when I say that, I'm saying when I don't feel confident about something, I'm constantly thinking about what will go wrong, what has go wrong, and what did go wrong. And just to give an example of it, I love the bud, the marijuana, the devil's lettuce. Um, There's so many names out there. I personally like the devil's lettuce. It is pretty fun. Um, Wacky tobacco. I loved that one growing up as a kid. And Sir Reefer. I love it. But um, I don't always like to smoke. So I wanted to learn to make edibles and how edibles work. And I wanted to figure it out. So, you know, I watched videos, I watched information, I read how to make can of butter. Can of butter is butter that's infused with THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, if you'd like to know. And just as a disclaimer for medical purposes, I do not subscribe or recommend weed to treat any symptom that you may be facing in your life. I do have to say it will make you feel fantastic, but everything in moderation. Moderation, be careful. I am not a doctor, so I cannot tell you it has major health benefits. I don't know them. I do know that I do feel great. So when I first made the can of butter, I was nervous the entire time. I didn't understand it, didn't get it. So the first time I tried to make can of butter, I saw the method of using a double boiler where You take your reed, reed. I keep adding R's in places that they don't belong. But you take your weed, you carbonalize it. You'll have to research that word because I'm pretty sure I don't say it correctly. But essentially what you're doing is you're activating the THC in the weed. So you'll take the weed, put it in your stove on 250 degrees for about 30 to 40 minutes, and then you take it out. And... You'll start a pot of hot water on the stove, get it to a boil, and then take another pot and or pan, or if you have a double boiler, 
put that on top of that pot so it's on top of the water. Put a couple sticks of butter, your marijuana inside, and you essentially just let it boil for hour to two hours based on the instructions that I had learned. The whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm just wasting my weed. This probably isn't going to work. It's not going to taste good. It's going to be terrible. Why am I doing this? Just all this self-doubt and self-defeat. These messages that had no purpose and would have gone nowhere. I finished it. It didn't look that great. looked nothing like the video. I was thoroughly frustrated with myself by the end of it. It wasn't even an enjoyable experience. I tried it. It wasn't really anything special. So I ended up using maybe a portion of it. I want to say maybe a third and then threw the rest of it away because I forgot an important step to take the plant material out. So of course it didn't form correctly once the butter solidified. And then on top of that, because it didn't form correctly, it would have generated mold. So there was no use for it. So after that first experience where I failed, I completely failed on my attempt to make the can of butter, I learned something important. I learned that that moment of failure was one, a learning experience, but two, it was actually a confidence builder for me. It helped me build confidence. And when you're building confidence, you're building that inner confidence. It's giving yourself the charisma that you exhibit outward, inward. So I love talking to people. I love socializing now. I love being able to just interact with other people. It was something I never enjoyed before, you know, as I was growing up through the years and I wasn't outwardly confident, but I still had the confidence inside. And now that I've had experience in my life, I'm like, who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks? I'm just going to enjoy myself. And it was at that moment that I failed making the can of butter. I'm circling back here. And I was like, well, at least I know now what can go wrong. That was a good thing. I had to understand my failure and I had to understand that that failure that I had was just a moment. It was just a moment and it just can be redone. In the same way that your lack of confidence can foster failure, your failure can foster confidence. Because now I know what will go wrong. And I knew that the world didn't end. So as frustrated as I was, after the frustration subsided, I looked around and I realized horses were not eating each other. Glitter has not gotten me pregnant. And I thought about it in ancient Egypt. They had batteries, full on batteries, y'all. Not double A, these were like 6,000 A because they were pretty big batteries, but the Egyptians had batteries. It's definitely something to research and look into. I really think you'd enjoy it if you're into that kind of history. But um, I realized in the moment that I had failed, that even though I failed, like I said earlier, I knew what could go wrong, at least at one step of the process. And after realizing what could have gone wrong, 
The next time I decided to make more can of butter, I did it differently. So the next time I decided to make can of butter, it was about, I want to say three months later. And I started off by carbonalizing the weed. So that took maybe about a half an ounce. I grinded it up, put it in my oven, 250 degrees for 35 minutes is what I did. Now you can do the 30 to 40 minutes. I liked to shoot for the middle and went for 35. After I had it in the stove, while it was doing the carbonalization, I took my crock pot, turned it on high, and threw in four sticks of butter. After 40 minutes, well, the 35 minutes, I took the weed out of the stove, dumped it in the crock pot along with the butter that is now melting, and I left it there on high for one hour and then turned it to the low setting for three hours. After the three hours, I took it out. I strained the can of butter this time to remove the plant material with cheesecloth. And then it looked just like what I saw online. Had this nice bright green tint. It smelled of fantastic devil's lettuce. And it solidified all the way through properly. It looked like green butter. That is what I had seen online. That is what I was shooting for. And I had finally achieved it. Now, because I felt the first time and it shook me, but I also realized what could have gone wrong for the second time, I was far more prepared. But I was still nervous. I was confident that I was going to at least make the can of butter without the plant material in it this time, but I was still nervous. I was nervous, but I wasn't fearful. I was nervous because I was still attempting something new that I hadn't completed successfully yet. But I wasn't fearful because I'd already tried it once and again, the world did not end. I still got up the next day, even though I was frustrated, I got up got my shit done, and I lived to that point to make it all over again. I think that's so important when it comes to confidence and understanding yourself and getting to the confident you. It's important because you're going to learn about yourself. You're going to learn about your life. You're going to gain more experiences through failure. You get it through success through failure, I feel it's far more positive and so much better for you because you have to self-analyze and you have to redo it again if you really want to succeed at it. And that's just, this is beautiful. That's how I look at it. It's just a beautiful form and moment in your life. And one thing that I do believe is that fools learn from experience And that's important because fools always go on to do great things. You know, they called Newton a fool until he started proving the things that he was talking about. They called, uh, oh yeah, what's the name? Steve Jobs. I've even heard people call him a fool. And look at what Apple is now. 
Like, there's so many people in this world where they call them a fool or crazy or stupid because they're misunderstood. But you know what? It takes just that confidence that's in you that people may see as foolish to get to something new. You're never going to get to something new if you don't just step out on a limb. It may not hold you. It may break. It may fall. But that is okay. That's a part of life. And it's a part of life that does all of us some real good. It does amazing things. So with understanding a lack of confidence, understanding failure and that it can also turn into things positive and then building your confidence... I think it's important to have an empowering routine, a daily routine, a monthly routine, a weekly routine, a yearly routine. Have some kind of empowering routine for yourself. So I'll use myself, for example, because I'm the only person I can use for myself. But my empowerment moment for myself every week is on Fridays, I just take time to do exactly what I want to do for myself and don't regret what I do. So one of my mainstays, I love Chinese food. I love ordering from Grubhub and trying different things. So every Friday, I'm going to order something from Grubhub for myself. It's just a moment in time to enjoy throughout the week. I'll make food by cooking or going out like a rabbit deer and biting other deer's heads off because you guys know there's a deer zombie virus. Or, you know, if I just happen to be walking down the street and see an open bag of Cheetos, I'm just going to take some. It's just going to happen. I don't regret it. I'm not going to look back at it. I won't even look at the bag that's open that's on the ground. If you thought this was a bag in somebody else's hand, no. (laughs) but I do the Grubhub moment for myself every week because it just gives me that moment to say, okay, I'm not going to cook something. I'm not going to eat my routine of things that mostly consist of fish and vegetables. I'm just going to take a moment, eat something without a regret that it could be unhealthy or expensive at some point. I just want to enjoy it. It's a moment for me to just spend money on myself and to enjoy. That's an empowering moment for me because I have stuck to what I wanted to stick to as far as my discipline for the week. And now this is just that that kiss, that moment where it's like, okay, you did good. We acknowledge that you did good. Now let's do something for yourself. And then a daily routine that I have just every day It's just something I do while I'm on the bus on the way to work or just waking up or sitting down at some moment throughout my day to just stop and appreciate the fact that I'm alive. Even if it's just a thought, a moment, every day I try to at least take one good photo, which some people have asked um, the photos that I post every day. Do I really take them? And the answer is yes. I do take those photos um, from my cell phone in portrait mode because it's just a moment where I get to shut everything else out except what I'm visually enjoying and 
at that moment. And that's a moment where I'm just like, yeah, it's peace of mind and I just get to enjoy it. Uh, That's a part of my daily routine for myself. I find when I don't take a picture or I don't go out and walk just for a little bit, my whole day's thrown off. I'm irritable. I don't think rationally. I try to put batteries inside of Jell-O. It's just not a good look. It's not a good fit for anybody. It really, really isn't. So it's something that I enjoy, but at the same time, it's something that I have to do because if I do not do it, it will only hurt me in the end. Now, with that and having a daily routine, it is something that you have to find for yourself of whatever that routine is. I can't really recommend anything as far as, well, I can recommend, you know, like walks, music, something, but you have to find your thing that fits for you because that calming feeling, that clear clarity that you get, that is a huge confidence builder. It's massive. A monthly routine I can't say that I have a strict monthly routine. I think just once a month, I just literally just throw all responsibility to the wind and just go do whatever I want to do. Like literally just boop, throw it out the window. So that's, you know, something. Yearly though, yearly, it is my birthday. My birthday at some time during the month or the week or the day, I shut everything out. Everything, everybody, everything. I go and just do whatever it is I want to do. And I am probably impossible to reach at some moment in time. And that's okay. Just know that I am okay. Um, And everybody who's out there who's trying to get in contact with me in that moment, I have not forgotten that you're trying to get in contact with me. I'm just taking that. That is my moment in time. For me, nobody else gets in on that at all. So that's kind of my yearly routine. It's it's something I have to do. I do. I can't even say it's something I can just live with. No, I have to. It's as important as breathing air to me. Now, since I wasn't a hugely outwardly confident person in the early years of my life, and... I'm starting to feel more confident in myself and what I do. It's given me opportunities and chances that I never really thought I would have. So I had a chance to work on a movie set and even work as a, I guess you could say a stunt double or a test stunt double for one of the characters in the movie. Um, And it's, it was a moment that I would have never had had I been as unconfident or had the lack of confidence that I did outwardly as a kid. So the movie is called We Are Still Here. Um, If you want to check it out, it was on Netflix for a while. I do not know if it's still there. I know that it is available online in multiple places, but it's called We Are Still Here. And the movie itself surrounds a family who loses their son and they lose their son and now they're being haunted in a new house they move to 
to get away from, you know, the memory of their son and everything. And it's not their son who's haunting them. There's a moment in the movie where one of the main characters gets possessed by one of the spirits in the house. And as an exorcist is trying to perform an exorcism on that individual, he's, you know, screaming in Armenian and, you know, all kinds of just horrible things at the exorcist. So the exorcist balls up a wad of socks and shoves them in the guy's mouth. Now, because the guy's possessed, instead of keeping the socks just in his mouth, he actually swallows the entire ball. And you can see like this huge ball of just socks going down his throat. That is not humanly possible. I mean, if you tried that in real life, you'd be dead. Like if you guys have seen cartoons where one of the characters eats an entire pizza by just shoving it down their throat and you see the huge outline of the pizza in their throat, that's kind of how it looked in the movie. So I wasn't on camera, but I worked with the special effects team and they actually tried the actual prop prop out on me and the special effects makeup and everything. So we made a plaster mold of my neck and then they applied the fake skin and everything. And the goal was the main character, the actor who plays them, he actually had a little scruffiness on his face and I had the same amount of scruffiness. So they wanted to see what the actual prosthetic fit and stay in place, even though there was a little beard scragglies going on. It worked. It was really fun. Um, I had video of it. I actually lost the video, unfortunately. But it's a moment in time that I will always have, can never take back, and I'm all about it. I would have never had the chance for that had I not had the confidence outwardly to start meeting new people at that time in my life. I was 19, going on 20. Um, and it was, I met a friend. She was amazing. She was the one who got me in contact with the people who were doing the movie. And I originally started off doing craft services for the movie. Now, craft services, if you're not familiar with that, craft services, you're essentially the person on the movie set who, when one of the people who are the talent need water, you got it for them. Snacks, you got it for them. Setting up a stand, people who are production, staff, crew, cast members, again, they'll come over. Oh, you guys have granola bars. You have this, you have this. Boom, I got it ready. It was like having a nice little convenience store on a movie set. It was pretty fun. Um, and so my friend, Christy, who actually got me the chance to work with them, she was the one who recommended me for the actual uh, prop test. And it was pretty cool. Now, I would have never met Christy if I was still the same introverted person and having the lack of outward confidence to talk with people and establish friendships. We started working together at a call center and I would have never talked to her if I was the same old Andrew that grew up in school who didn't talk to people, would never said a word to her. And it all started with a single hello. So that one moment of meeting her translated to something awesome, an experience that I will never in my life forget. I think it's amazing. It's fun, you know. I always would see movies on TV. Oh, one day I'm going to have something to do with the movie. And I accomplished it. I liked it. Um, there have been no acting roles since. So, you know, if anybody's out there listening and you need an actor who can expertly play a dead body, I got you. I have you. Also, if you want somebody who is not afraid of 
anything except spiders, I'm there. I'll do it all. Yeah, I'll do it all. I think I'm all about it. I think I could be the next Bond or 002. We got this. Cast me as many penny. That's what I want. The ultimate secretary. Okay, back to track though. But with building confidence and finally getting understanding of my life and enjoying who I am, I had moments like working on that movie set, which were amazing. I worked at 911, something I would have never done in the past, but I had confidence that even in this high stress environment, I can still gain something from this. This is some part of my journey that is gonna add to my life in a very positive way. And it did. Uh, Meeting friends, establishing the friends that I have now. I would have never done that had I not gained outward confidence. Um, You know, I've worked in adult education, standing in front of classrooms, rooms of people, and talking, interacting, providing energy for a room of people who are falling asleep because they're tired of hearing about Medicaid. I would have never been able to have these opportunities if I still was that same silent, introverted person because I was afraid that people would judge me on my voice. And since I grew from that, it was amazing. And it took work. It took tons of time. It is not something that comes fast. It is not something that comes easy. Can't ever say that. I had to force myself into situations where I would have to do the opposite of my norm, which is recluse myself and actually become interactive with people. Start talking and start doing more. Those were things that I had to do. And I had to force myself to do that because it didn't come easily for me. Uh, It's something that I've just always loved now that I have it. You know, one area in my life right now that I can really say is where my confidence is coming into play is me starting to learn and do drag. It's something that I never thought I would do in my life. It's something that I'm enjoying. And you know what? I lead into that because it is time for the section of our show that I have now titled lifestyle listeners or listeners lifestyles sorry i how do i get my own title backwards good job girl but listeners lifestyles is where i start delving into the content questions and things that you guys send and ask me so i had somebody write in his name is tom we'll call him tom tom i like tom tom Tom, you're amazing. Tom, Tom, you are amazing. And what Tom wrote in was, I recently developed an interest in doing drag. With drag race and all of the drag queens I see on social media, everyday life, and in the social norm, I want to try and see what I would look like. See what it's like for me and see where it can take me. You said before you're getting into drag. Were you scared at first? What was your first step out in public like? I'm also scared of what my friends might say. How did you come out to your friends? 
So, Tom, Tom, thank you for writing that in. Um, you gave me the perfect lead in to this. So, Tom, Tom, thank you. If I had a credit reel or like some way to just show credits outside of just normal comments, I'd have your name all over it. Because um, this question helped me organize my thoughts. So, with me getting into drag, first I want to say, I am not a established drag queen. I have not put in the time and work that you see these drag queens who are just superstars of what they do. I have not done that. I'm still learning. This is still very, very new to me. I am like that deer that you see in the videos of deer being born and it's like wobbling on its legs and falls down a couple times. That's where I'm at. I'm wobbling on the legs. I'm going to fall, probably roll an ankle, and be stuck in cheerleading shoes for the next year. That is a huge possibility, and I'm okay with it. I am willing to take that risk. Um, so, Tom, Tom, when I first got into drag was when I was 21. It was Halloween, and I was going to a bar with drag show and the bar was called Mother's. It's a great bar. Unfortunately, it's not open anymore, but it was a great place. I remember that my drag outfit was a mobster, a sexy, a sexy mobster, like you buy from like Party City. And the dress fit like a glove. Oh my gosh, my body was just crazy in it. Snatched for the gods. Um, a little pair of booty heels, a little hat with the fedora, or the fedora is the hat, and like a little bow tie or something. And I was going out with friends. My friends who I was going out with, they, of course, were all gay. And uh, they had never seen me in drag. They had never noticed that I wanted to do drag. Now, I just threw on the dress, put on the hat. I didn't do any makeup, but I was ready to go, and we were going to a party. The entire time that I'm getting ready, my hands are shaking. I can't sit still. I had to pee like 54 times because I don't know if you guys are like me. When I get nervous, I pee like crazy. Um, And I just felt weird. I wasn't ready. But I committed to it and I I did it. And I had to do it because I told myself I was going to do it. I had to keep my promise to myself. So... We go out, have a fantastic time. People are complimenting and being very supportive at every place we went to. And it was an experience that I didn't think I would have. It was amazing. I was scared, but once I stepped out my front door with my friends, it was like the nervousness and the shakes and the quivers and the emergency farts, gone. Gone, 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 gone. So it helped, um, but it was a very scary experience first. Now, my first step out in public was that night, and I looked nothing compared to the other drag queens that I saw that night. Oh my God, they were just beautiful. And I was like, that's where I want to be. That is what I want. That is what I want in my life. I hope one day that I can be there. After that, I didn't step back into drag for a couple of years, um... But even then, it was kind of like a restart at that point. 
I'm trying to think the next time that I actually went out in drag. I don't remember what day it was. I know it was 2012 or 2014, somewhere in that range. I don't even remember what I had on. I was completely blackout drunk that night. I just knew that I threw stuff on, went to the bar, and it was a mess, terrible mess. But I bring that up because I wasn't vigilant that night. And I went out the house like, oh, yeah, I got this. I can do whatever I want. I came home. My feet hurt. I rolled my ankle, like fell over from just standing still. And it was not a fun experience for me. I was hurting like crazy the next day. Didn't even get out of bed, I think, until almost five in the evening because I just hated it. Now, that's an important moment because at that moment I felt like I felt. I felt like I had felt. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. It's obviously not for me. I'm not prepared for this. The next time after that was recently. This was last Halloween. I actually went out and drag. And this time I put work into it. Had an outfit. Had a actual theme to what I was wearing. I was ready. Still not the point where I could say I'm an established drag queen. Nowhere near it. Still not near it. But I had a plan in place. Fantastic, fun night. I loved it. I was like a little beer maiden with a glitter beard. It's great. If you guys want to see the pictures, they're on my social medias. Um, But at that moment, I had taken the failure before, had that memory in my head, took my first time in drag, had that memory in my head, combined them to say, okay, I know if I want to have as much fun as I did last time, First, I need to moderate how much I'm drinking. And second, I need to make sure that my costume and what I'm wearing and what I'm doing are all conducive to each other. I'm in a pair of six-inch heels. I should not be trying to drink so much that I can't keep my balance. Again, I'm going to go back to our theme. I'll roll my damn ankle again. No fun. Then, drinking too much, I'll pee on myself. I I won't be able to contain it. Uh, Of course, I'm going to be in a drunken stupor, but I won't be able to contain what I'm doing because I'm not focused. And if you've ever been in drag and you tried to untuck to pee when your bladder's full, it's no fun. (laughs) It is not fun. So when I did drag in the most recent time I went out in drag, I've got to post some pictures of it. The nerves were still there the entire time. But I was confident in the fact that I knew that this would be fun. I would make it through the night and it'd be a fantastic, enjoyable time. My friend Danny was with me each time that I've been in drag recently. Um, So starting with Halloween last year and then, then I'm from there. And having him there was a huge boost to my confidence because I had... A friend there, somebody who's there. Now, there were other friends there. Anthony was a friend who was there who's been out when I've been in drag. A few other people. I don't want you guys to think I'm forgetting about you. Um, Danny was there at the moment when I was completely nervous. This was my real first time going to a bar, not drunk and old enough to remember, hey, be prepared. Think about what happened in the past. And it just turned out to be a fabulous night. Fabulous. Now, the part of it, and I bring up Danny and friends because the first time I was in drag and even recently in drag, it was kind of like I had to come out to my friends. And I, you come out 
First, you know, of course, being gay. Then coming out as somebody who wants to be a drag queen and coming out in my form of drag, it was different because I was like, these are the people who are closest to me. I wonder what they really think. Do they think I look a hot mess? Do they think that this is something that I can do? What is going on in their minds? And I never asked Danny or any of my friends, Cody, Lisa, none of them who've seen me in drag, co-workers, everybody. I haven't asked any of them what they actually thought of me in drag. And, you know, I've been like, oh, hey, Danny, how does this outfit look? But how do you feel about it? I've never asked. I've never wondered. Well, yeah, actually, I have wondered because that's why it felt like it was coming out. I was wondering what they would think, but... I didn't want to know what they would think as far as what I should do as of yet. And it's not in a negative way that I didn't want to know, but it's just like, you know what? I want to establish myself first in what I'm doing and start to build my confidence on my own first before I ask for others' opinions, um, if that makes sense. Now, Tom, Tom. I hope that answers your questions. Your questions. I appreciate them. Um, very awesome. And I would love to see you do drag. I want to see what you look like in drag. And if you need a drag sister there for you, I will, unless you're like in Sri Lanka or some far, far away place that I can't get to via normal standards of transport. So if you're like in the Yukon, Girl, send me pics. I am not coming all the way there. I, I just, I feel like I will get my face torn off by a bear. And I don't want to look cute like that. Like, I feel like if my face gets torn off by a bear, my skin is going to regrow back and I might actually be handsome. And I'll be afraid of that. Personally, y'all, I like being ugly because as soon as somebody says that they love me, I know it's not for looks. I am very aware that it's not for looks. (laughs) So, you guys, I want to thank you guys for listening um, in. And, you know, this whole experience of podcasting, it's really been a test and a trial of my confidence. Um, And I'm loving it. I love the test. I am loving learning more about myself. And you guys are helping to contribute to that. It's something that I can not say enough. Thank you for your support. It's because of you this is possible for me. So that's going to be it for today. Um, but of course, I'm going to leave you with the quote of the day. But first, if you want to reach out to me on the social medias, I am AJ Vandertunt or Andrew Vandertunt on certain social medias. I'm going to clear that up very quickly. But for Facebook and Instagram, if you want to reach me, just search Vandertunt. That's V-A-N-D-E-R-T-U-N-T. Or now that I have a hashtag that's actually easy to search, search hashtag L-G-B-B. That's L-G-B-B. Or you can reach me by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in George, B is in boy, B is in boy at gmail.com or on Vero, Andrew Shepard. 
Um, always, I will keep you anonymous if you would like to be kept anonymous. And if you are listening on the Anchor platform, or if you have Anchor, or if you downloaded Anchor, you can send me a voice message. These voice messages, I can play them directly on the episode. So you can be featured if you'd like to be, and you can keep yourself anonymous on the voice message as well. You do not have to say your name, just so you know. With that, if you are listening at Anchor, check it out if you're interested. Hey, send me some voice messages. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. I'm all about it. And if you want me to play it on the show, as long as it's along the lines of the content, we're good. But please, I, I don't talk about, I don't do racist things. Like if you want to call and call me the N-word, go ahead and do that. But do not expect that to be on the show. It's, it's not going to happen. That would be like going to a restaurant and they bring you out a plate of shit, like literal shit. No, I'm not going to do that to you. My restaurant serves only the finest organic Tic Tacs. So, you know, get into it. (laughs) So our quote of the day, well, our quote to end the day is going to be a quote that means a lot to me. This is from a character named Koro Sensei from an anime called Assassination Classroom. Koro Sensei says, the difference between being the novice and the master is that the master has failed more times than the novice has tried. Let it sink in. Just fill it down to your core. Enjoy your weekend, y'all. Have a great one, and I'll talk to you later.